0: Um, as you know Lisa has been taking care of her her mom who is a dementia and uh, for many years now and this morning she slipped away to glory early this morning and um, it was wonderful because her brother and sister from Omaha uh, flew in yesterday and so they were there and so they're together and it was a, a, a very a peaceful transition to glory for her 90 soon to be 94 year old mom who had struggled so much with dementia um, Lisa is close to her siblings, but her sister hasn't been able to come out here, really, once, uh, twice a year, once a year. It's, she can't, she's not able to. But Lisa has had sisters in Christ who've come alongside and have ministered to her and served. That's a body of Christ at work. We have a family here in the church. Um, they've had some serious health issues over the last couple of years. And they've got a wonderful family, and that family has been ministering to them, or their earthly family, and um, taking care of them and just doing everything that you'd want your children to do for you. But they also have a neighbor, um, a young couple who are believers in Jesus Christ, who come over and they do things unasked, unannounced, um, no fanfare, they're just... You see, they're part of their family too, not by blood, but by spirit, the body of Christ, the body of Christ. My aunt out in Colorado, or aunt out in Colorado, she's going to be turning 95 soon, about 40 years ago, uh, she and my uncle uh, adopted a family in their local church out in Loveland, Colorado. It was a young family with a couple little kids that did not have any grandparents nearby. And uh, when that young family first visited their church, they kind of spotted them and they befriended them and they, they, they took them out for lunch and one thing led to another. And over the course of decades, literally decades, um, they went to 8th uh, grade graduations with those kids. Uh, they went to class plays and high school events they would call up their grandma and grandpa Carrie and they went to high school graduations, they went to college graduations, they went to weddings before my uncle passed away. For something like almost 20 years they were part of that family and that family was part of them because they were they were members of the body of Christ. The Bible tells us that we are members one of another. We are a family, the family of God. There are many things in the Bible that tells us we are not to worry over, right? Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, you know, don't worry about anything. But by prayer and supplication, just let it be made known to God. Jesus met with uh, Mary and Martha, and he kind of said, Martha, Martha, you are comforted about, you are worried about so many things. That word worry there about Martha is the same word that Paul says in Philippians 4, don't be worrying about anything, same word. It's a word that typically involves negative, you know, anxious worry. But there is a place in the New Testament where it's used the very same word in a positive way. It is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, there should be no division in the body, but that the members have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. And now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. It's back up there. It's that word care. It's the same word to worry over. You know who should we, we should stew over, who we should worry over? Each other. We should have the care for one another in the body of Christ. We're brothers and sisters. We're part of a spiritual family. We got adopted into this family. We, we have the same father. He's the one we cry out to, Abba, Abba, Daddy. We are members one of another, and we should be concerned with one another. We love one another. Paul in his epistles, you see this throughout his epistles. He'll say something like this to the Philippian church. I long for you with the affections of Christ Jesus. He writes the, to the Corinthian church, and they were, there was, he said some harsh things to the Corinthian church, but as he ended his letter to the Corinthians, he said, My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. I love you. To the Thessalonian church, he wrote and reminded them of this, We prove to be gentle among you, as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children, having so fond affection for you all. Over 30 years ago, um, Lisa and I loaded the kids in the car and we drove away from Nebraska to come out here. I preached those last four sermons in that little Bible church in rural Nebraska and I never got through them without crying like a baby. That was our family and we came here and got a whole bunch more new family, the body of Christ. Um, You see, a church is not something we attend occasionally. It's a family that we belong to. It's a family of faith, brothers and sisters in Christ. And we worship together our Abba Father. And by the way, that's why it's so, I think, so valuable to be part of a small group. It's, it's hard in this size of a church. It really is. And and we have to, I think, fight against this idea of this organizational or this institutionalized, this several thousand people, you know, congregation. And one way we do that is we, we, we have four different services, or we will get back shortly. And a Saturday night service and two on Sunday morning, and then... Fellowship uh, three downstairs, and you get to know people, and you get involved in a small group, it's crucial. It was early in the second century, um, after the church had been started, the second century AD, that a Christian apologist uh, by the name of Aristides uh, wrote something um, very meaningful, uh, a very moving apologetic about Christians. This is what he wrote. Christians, they, they walk in all humility and kindness, and falsehood is not found among them, and they love one another. They despise not the widow and grieve not the orphan. They distribute liberally to him that hath not. And if they see a stranger, they bring him under their roof, and they rejoice over him as if, as if he were their own brother. For they call themselves brethren, not after the flesh, but after the Spirit of God. But when one of their poor passes away from the world and any of them see him, they provide for his burial according to their ability. And if they hear that any of their number is imprisoned or oppressed for the name of the Messiah, all of them provide for their needs. And if there is among them a man that is needy and poor and they have not an abundance of the necessaries, they will fast for two or three days so that they can supply the needy with the necessary food. That was the early church in the the beginning of the 2nd century. Now jump ahead to the end of the 2nd century. In 197, another Christian apologist, Tertullian, wrote this. We are a body knit together as such by a common religious profession, by unity of discipline, and by the bond of a common hope. And it is mainly the deeds of love so noble that they lead many of the world to brand us. See? See how they love one another? They're telling us, saying, we're branded with love because we're a family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We've missed that a little bit in the last ten weeks. And over these next coming weeks, I just want us to focus on this a little bit more. We are the body of Christ. Christ. It's not some place we come to to attend. It's a family that we belong to. And I hope that because of this separation these weeks, something has stirred in your heart and and you say, I I, I want to get back together. I, I, I want us to be a family again. And it'll come. It'll come. As we close, I just want to take a few moments to reflect on this truth, to offer up to God, once again in a kind of a contemplative sort of way, a prayer. Offer up to God that He would grant us an increasing ability to understand this this idea of, of God being our Father, of what it means to cry out Abba, Father. You know, that might be very difficult for some people because he never had an earthly father that you would ever dare to cry out, Papa. He was either non-existent, maybe abusive, but the Bible tells us we have a heavenly father. And I want us to, to, just as we close, consider that a little bit, and then consider how we are connected to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. That it's a blessing to be part of the family of God. And so the prayer is simply this. It goes like this O Father in heaven, in the quietness of this moment, help me gain a greater understanding of you as my Father. Quicken within me this truth of crying out to you as Abba Father. And then grant that I may see my fellow believers in Christ as, as spiritual brothers and sisters and grow in my care and love for them through the enabling power of your Holy Spirit so that the world around me will say, see how they love one another? In Jesus' name, amen. So just quietly, I'm going to keep that up on the screen, and just for a moment, this is what it means to talk with God. Would you just quietly pray that prayer? Think it through. Let God know your heart.